All right, welcome to another episode of Homestead Shop Talk Podcast with Ben from Holler Homestead, Al from Lumna Acres, and myself, Jason, from Sow the Land. Episode 31, and I have a question for you guys right off the bat. Uh, so when you open up, when you're doing your own videos on your channels, do you find yourself, like, as soon as you turn on the camera and you start recording yourself, uh, so you start talking about the weather? Oh, yeah. Right <laughs> <away>. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Is that like a habit or is it on purpose? Would you say? Or it just comes out? I think it's habit. Like it just comes out. It's like, hey, it's a beautiful day. And then bam, I'm talking about the weather. <laughs> I know. But how much of it is because the lifestyle we live revolves around the weather? Like you kind of got to know what the weather is. So what you're doing or, or you're out in elements anyways. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's a really good point. Mind. I know, but like, it kind of, it, it, sometimes it drives me nuts. Like for me, I think it's a habit because I'm like, it, well, it's a, it's a combination between a habit and then like, I don't know what to say, like in the opening. And so sometimes I'm just like, Hey, what a beautiful day today. You know, like, but then in my mind, I'm like, do people care that it's cold out? Like at where I'm at, <laughs> you know, I feel like they should like just figure it out by me doing the video <laughs> see like where i'm at with it the know. reason i i bring it up is i i kind of think about my mom living out in california and i remember how much i hated the fact that it was sunny every single day and there was no winter there like it was it goes straight from like 40 degrees cold to 90 or 100 just you know by february and so when i'm talking about the weather it's like yeah, that's right. We got rain this week twice. <laughs> I know. I know. It's kind Sorry, of funny, mom. Though. <laughs> All of a sudden, we become the weatherman. So yeah. So today's podcast, we're just gonna talk about our week and see what's How going on. How was your weather on. today? Yeah, it was beautiful. <laughs> it was actually nice today. Was it? We sat about negative three, and it was like thirty for a high. So quite a bit of a swing. I'll take it. We're supposed to be like a, in the thirties and in the forties later on during the week. So that's quite a swing. Yeah. Yeah. This, this weekend was miserable. Uh, mm -hmm. this is, this is the kind of weather, uh, we, as you know, former Californians, we're not used to, uh, <laughs> one of my, uh, many splits went out. And so, Ooh. you know, coldest day of the year, uh, we had, it was the mini split in our bedroom. It actually went out the night of our, our last class. And so, you know, the repair guy, he's, he's out, uh, Saturday morning he came, you know, it was like eight degrees that morning. He pulls up and he's over there working on that thing. And I just sat out there and talked to him. I know the guy, uh, and we sat out there for three hours. Like by the time we were done, he had brought a heater. I had went and got a couple of my propane heaters and we're just standing there shivering, talking while he's like, Di diagnosing this thing but yeah it was pretty miserable to be out in that cold just standing not doing anything did he fix it yeah he got it fixed uh i had a had a leak he said he said we're doing pretty good uh it's it went in almost four years ago and we've never had a problem with it and uh i guess it it recently developed a leak uh 
And so it had lost enough refrigerant to where it, the heat was no longer working. Uh, so he, you know, it takes a minute to diagnose everything and get the thing to run through all of its speeds and pressure up. Uh, he had a lot of really cool equipment, equipment that would have made installing the things a heck of a lot easier. Like he had all the tools of the trade. Everything is all, all of his diagnostic tools are ran through his phone so he can, he's sitting there with his phone and he's like, oh yeah, the comp compressor's on and this is pressuring up and here's this and here's that. And it's like, oh man, that's, that's pretty slick. But <laughs> yeah, he added, added some refrigerant and got the leak fixed. So we're back up in business. So how cold is it, Al? Uh, so, so you said it, it's warming up? Yeah. See, right now, I'll open up the weather app. We are 28 degrees right now. It was negative three this morning. So it warm, started warming up pretty quick. It's supposed to be 30s during the week, and then I think like Thursday, Friday. So basically, when people are hearing this podcast, we're going to be 40s in rain. Nice. So you're getting the same weather front we are. We're, okay. I think by like Thursday, Friday, we're supposed to get pretty close to 70 degrees and rainy. Wow. So we, yeah, we're 40s in rain, but 70s, that's crazy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's that's the, uh, yeah, we're supposed to get a bunch of rain. You know, if you pay attention to the weather app, they're like, oh yeah, it's going to rain uh, from Tuesday night until like Monday. It's like, I, I don't think so. I bet you we get like a good solid day of rain on like thursday or something like that but uh i i would be inclined to believe that we'll see pretty close to 70 that's a big swing you guys were just eight degrees what this weekend yeah saturday yeah uh, it's it's playing it's playing on the on the nerves it's like you know just get cold and stay cold or get warm and stay warm but don't do these swings and you know honestly i don't know if i i'm speaking for everybody but we want some freaking rain, uh, snow down here. It's like, <laughs> bring on the snow. Yeah. You just got it. Some places in Tennessee got some decent snow, and I think Texas actually got snow too. So it basically, like, the snow came in and went completely around us. It snowed in Georgia. It snowed in Tennessee. And we're just right here where we're at in North Carolina, not getting any snow. Pretty sure it <laughs> snowed in the mountains. We were, uh, we, uh, we're out driving around on, uh, oh, what was that, Friday or something like that. And there's cars driving with like six inches of snow on their roofs. It's like, man, where the heck are they coming from? Yeah, it's nice and sunny here. We got some wind. Every time it, it gets windy a lot, like I always look outside and I'm expecting my one of my chicken coops to flip over one of these days. But... <laughs> I'm, all, I'm I'm like way overdue. It's never happened to me in, with my chicken coops. And um, I've always see it online where they get a good gust of wind and, and they flip over, but it hasn't happened yet. So I don't think we've ever had one blow over. So what's up, Al? You want to go first? What'd you do this week? Sure. We did some more working on the barn. It seems like we're at the stage where we're jumping from project to project to project. So you got to put like different hats on every day and you gotta i think the hardest part with that is you gotta figure out what you need for parts and pieces and then run to the store like 10 times to go get them and then Ooh. you switch project yeah. and it's like oh today i'm doing electrical now i gotta go figure out what i need for electrical supplies yeah. oh now today i'm making custom gates so i need to go figure out you know this or that and so it's kind of so we've been working on building the pocket gates we got those down 
And then we did some livestock panels with built-in gates as dividers. And we had to customize those to fit in the walls that we were building. So we needed to figure out how to get attach them to the walls. So I needed T-nuts. And then I was going online and Tractor Supply said they had 10. Home Depot said they had like 30. Lowe's said they had a bunch. Well, you go to every store and their inventory is way off. One person had like one, one person had two. And, you know, so it was like, I'm running from store to store to store. And I'm like, what is going on? And then I kept getting the wrong size bolt. So I'd have to run back to town, waste a couple of hours running, running to town to find, yeah. you know. They know drops. I'm trying to film something. Right. <laughs> That's how it goes. Yep. So I'm like thinking in my head, I'm like, okay, the workshop's not finished. How do I finish the workshop and what do I want to put inside the workshop so we can kind of help all that, all that out with a bolt bin and just, I don't know, trying to be more organized, I guess. So next time we're working on projects, we're not wasting hours on end. That's the hard part because you're running around and you're like, oh, I got to film. I got to get this done. People don't want to watch another day of this video. <laughs> I know. And it's like, I, I don't want to film it at the hardware store sometimes, you know? Yep. Yeah. I don't mind filming sometimes, but then if you go and it's busy and well, one day I went, it was a holiday. So it was just, I mean, Home Depot was just mobbed. It's like, nope, not taking the camera out today. <laughs> <laughs> you know, actually, like, it's less weird to pull your phone out and talk to your phone than it is to break out a camera. Like, nobody looks at oh, you yeah. twice if you're talking to a phone, but you break out a camera. Yeah. Oh, this weirdo. I'll sure. bring my GoPro with me. That's what I've been doing lately when I go into a hardware store. And I'll just like put it because it's so tiny. Mm -hmm. You shut the really beep see. off. Yeah, and then you just like I'll put it like on the shelf while I do my thing. Yep. Sometimes I think like they're looking at me through the cameras, wondering what this guy's doing. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's, I used to do my GoPro with the stores. Now I just bring my phone. But the worst part with the phone is you don't have a stand. Like with your GoPro, you can have like a little little magnetic stand or something. So you, yeah. Yeah, you can just clip it somewhere. But with the phone, it's kind of like, oh, you have no place to set it. When I first started doing the videos, I would take in my big camera. Yep. Like my big old Canon with a big old mic on it. I would take that whole thing in there and just have it. <laughs> and, you know, nine times out of 10, people would stop me and like, what are you doing there? What, what is that? You know? That's and I just tell them and then they'd be, they're cool about it, but it was just kind of funny. I would just, just <laughs> I'd be filming myself in the aisle with this big old camera. <laughs> Why is this uh, big old rig like that? Sends a yeah. signal. <laughs> right. But then you tell them and they're like, Oh, cool. You know, like, Oh, let me, let me check you out. You know, so I think that's the worst part about doing the, the big projects and doing all of it is having to wear different hats. Not, it's not a bad thing, but it's like trying to go from one project. I don't, so does this happen to you guys? Like I'm going from one project to another project. I got to like stop and re like train my brain to think, okay, no, I'm not doing carpentry right now. I'm doing metal fab or, oh, nope. Now I'm done with metal fab. Now I got to rethink I'm doing electrical. So it's like, you just kind of got to go from one direction to another and be like, okay, not how do I do this? Like you forgot, but like, what do I need to do for this project? What tools do I need to go get? What items do I need? And <clears throat> yeah, I, and then just bouncing back and forth. That's the, the harder part, but I enjoy doing all of it, but it's just going from one step to another step, that transition. Yeah. That's what makes it fun. Right. Cause you're not doing just one, one thing forever. You're it's so much multiple things. The good thing about doing it yourself too, is you don't get to wait on say like you're, you need to do electrical 
in this phase, you don't got to wait on them, the electrician to come and do this pot. So then you can do the next part of the building process. You can do it all yourself. Kind of like waiting on an HVAC guy. Right. So you've just been doing that, working in the cold. It's not any fun when it was negative and windy and we're doing metal inside, which is nice. But this is not the time of the year to be doing metal siding hmm. and having to hold metal siding in your hands and metal screws. <laughs> it's a little bit chilly. A little chilly for that. Now, right now, with the electric, electrical, I'm doing, um, instead of doing metal conduit, I'm doing the wire that's wrapped in the metal, like a, it's like an accordion wrap. So that's all cold. So you're pulling all that wire and your clamps and like, I should have been doing this in the warm weather. <laughs> Toast to warm up this week. So I'm going to try to finish up most of the electrical while it's warmer. So that way it's a little bit easier, but it's not any fun trying to do electrical with gloves on. So you got to take them off and your hands get cold. And you guys know how it is after this weekend, the cold's always whatever, but it makes it even worse when you get the big swings. Like we haven't been like super cold or cold very long. So every time you go from like the dips, you're not, a, you don't get used to it. You know, we're going to be forties again this week. And then we'll probably drop off to teens and, you know, single digits. So it's like your, your blood can't thicken up. If that makes sense and keep you warm. Yeah. Sometimes you're looking at there like, man, I don't want to go out there. Right. Eight degrees. Yep. Those pigs, those pigs are waiting. They are. <laughs> nope. The dairy cow's got to get milk. She don't care. Oh man. That's for sure. And you're milking that dairy cow at negative three. Oh yeah. Yep. Nice. She doesn't care wow. what temperature it is. Nope. She don't she... care. She wants her food. She wants her water. Yeah. But the one good thing. It was a beautiful morning when it was negative. No, it wasn't this morning. This morning was beautiful. One of the morning, I think it was like eight. And it was beautiful. And like I said to Gina, I'm like, if it wasn't for the cow, we wouldn't be outside enjoying the beauty right now. It had snowed, I think, two inches overnight, like heavy, wet stuff. So it was just like stuck to the trees, glistening. It looked like a, you know, like a scene from a movie kind of thing. So it's like mm. if, if we didn't have the cow, we'd be inside going, I don't want to go outside. It's cold out. <laughs> but the animals force you outside to enjoy all that. Yeah, I guess that's a good way of looking at it. That's how I try to look at it. <laughs> Keep it positive, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I yeah. started welding up my frames today for my sliding barn doors. I'm doing them out of angle iron. So a question for you, Ben. When you're doing your 45s, do you cut them at a 45-degree angle, your ends? Or do you notch them out and kind of like slide one up over the other and then weld them that way? Honestly, it depends on what I'm in the mood for. Uh, if I've got, like I used to have a chop saw and I'd just yep. set that up and I'd just miter all of them. Uh, I just had kind of a cheap chop saw. And so when you're doing, when you're making a square, you can cut a little bit greater than 45 and it makes it easier to, you know, get that, that square that you're building yep. nice and square. Uh, I don't know. It just depends. Sometimes I notch them. Sometimes I, you know, miter them. I, I just, I don't know. I, I don't know why I haven't stuck with one over the years, but it just depends on what I'm in the mood for. Depends yeah, how I, fancy you want to be. I depends on how much grinding I want to do. <laughs> right. Yeah. I did the notching today. I found that worked good. We'll, we'll find out. Basically how it works for me is if, uh, 
I miter everything and the miter saw is not right and I'm having to go back and grind everything and fix it and just fighting it. Then the next time I'm going to do the notching instead. Yeah. Uh, and then if I have a bad time with that, I'll go back. That uh, that <laughs> I think I just summed up the past 20 years. So yeah, that's that's what I do. Right. Back and forth. Yep. Assuming when you do your MIG welding, you have a MIG welder that has the gas. Where's the argon gas? What is it that MIG welders use? Uh, you can use straight argon for just MIG welding. Uh, I just use CO2 because it's cheap. Okay. Um, I've I've used CO2 for years and years. It used to be eleven dollar. Really? It used to be eleven dollars to fill up my little tank. Um, I think it's about. Uh, it's like 30, 40 bucks to fill it up now, but it'll last, it'll last a couple projects. Yeah. But yeah, I, I suppose like the best thing to use is a bottle of 7525. So it's mostly CO2 and then argon. That's really the best for MIG welding. Um, but anytime you get argon, it's freakishly expensive nowadays. So I just stick with the CO2. Are you been using the, the flux core or whatever? I don't think it gives as nice of a weld, but I've never done a bunch of welding. So that's my excuse anyways. It feels like it just pops and it's more of like stick welding, I guess. I feel like. What welder do you have? I have the Harbor Freight. The Vulcan? The Vulcan. Vulcan, Yeah, Yeah, I I got the Harbor Freight orange one. I I am pleasantly surprised with the quality of that machine. I had a Lincoln. I've had a Lincoln for, gosh, I think I was, I was 18 uh, so yeah, it's been 20 years that I've had that Lincoln and I finally upgraded cause the Lincoln was starting to break and I got that Harbor Freight Vulcan and yep. honestly it welds, if you can hook it up to 220, it welds even better, but running on, you know, 120 it or 110, it runs so smooth for a welder like that. i every time I run it, it's just like, man, this is, this is a, suspiciously nice running for the price it runs like so like I, you know a three thousand dollar miller so i only ran at 110 i finally got a 220 plug in the workshop but now i can't find my 220 plug for the welder because it comes with bolts i'm like oh what do i do with my 220 plugs i want to try it as a 220 but i can't so i grew up in the body shop we did welding but never a ton but we always had like millers and stuff i'll any of the millers I've ever used, the Vulcan welds better than, but I mean, we've always had, you know, was, everybody used it in the body shops or the mechanical garages I was in. It wasn't like one that was somebody took care of. So I can't really say that it was the welder's fault, but I was, I was pleasantly surprised with how well the Vulcan, Vulcan welds, especially for the price. I think it was like three or 400 bucks a couple of years ago. Yeah, I paid. I paid like fourteen hundred for mine. It's the the nicest one they sold at the time. And man, when you turn that machine all the way up, when you're plugged into two twenty, it'll run a bead the size of like a stack of quarters. Like it really? is just incredibly hot. Uh, I was welding. I was welding something that was like half inch thick, and I was like, "Well, let's see what this sucker can do." I turned that thing all the way up shocking how much heat that thing can put out. Like I was, I was amazed. It was like out of a Harbor Freight machine. This is pretty impressive. Yes. Like I said, I'm pretty happy. Yeah. And it's still working. (laughs) Still working. And I don't know. Anytime I 
the welds I've ever used before, like the millers and stuff, they'd always bind up and jam up. I haven't had any issues with the Vulcan myself. Yeah, me neither. Uh, the Harbor Freight Flux Core wire is actually pretty good too. That was the main thing I remember about using all the Lincoln Flux Core wire is if you know you need one roll, buy two or three of them because it's going to split inside the liner while you're welding and get all jammed up and stuck and you're going to have to pull it all back out and waste, you know, 10 feet. That, that was my experience. When I've used the Flux Core on the the Harbor Freight machine, it's their wire and their machine. I have never had a single problem with it. Like it's really a solid machine. Yep. So anytime I've used Miller's, that's always been my issue, even without flux core wire. And I've never had any issues with the Vulcan. And I always use the flux core. Like I always just get in that Harbor Freight. You got a Harbor Freight right in town. So I just run down there and I'll pick up two rolls at a time and always have it on hand kind of thing. So. That's good to know. I have a hand-me-down Lincoln that I've had. It's probably like 20 years old, over 20 years old. I think you got the same one. I I, I still have it. I just don't use it anymore. Yeah. I think you got the same one. Yeah, I think probably. <laughs> I mean, it was my dad's, and he gave it to me. Uh, it's funny. Like I never did welding before, and then like the week we were supposed to leave California to North Carolina, like move. He was like, I have this welder. He's like, take it. <laughs> He's like, I don't know if you're going to need it. He's like, you're probably going to need it at some point. He's like, but I've never, like me, I never had weld ever. My dad, he, that's what he did. Like he welded, but he never like, I never learned how to weld. Uh, so like that week I was going to leave to North Carolina. He's like, let me teach you how to weld real quick. <laughs> it was like a crash course on welding like for like two days and he's like just simple stuff you know and he, then he gave me the welder he's like yeah you might you might use that someday so um i use it but not yeah i'm waiting to do like i'll probably end up doing like some bigger bigger project one day and then buy a, buy a new one or something but I, you know my little lincoln welder i would say that thing paid for itself a hundred times over like i use that thing i back when i used to do wrought iron fences and stuff like that Man, that thing, it was worth its weight in gold. Have you ever used a Harbor Freight plasma cutter? Are they any good? Do you know? I don't know. I've never used the Harbor Freight plasma cutter. All the plasma cutters I used were like really expensive ones. Various shops I've worked at have had. Uh, or or really beat up old ones that cut all wonky. But I've been curious. I'm not curious enough to buy one because if I buy one, I got to get an air compressor big enough and all that stuff. So it's like, eh, I got oxyacetylene torches. I'll just stick with that. I don't do a lot of cutting like that anyways. Most everything I do, I can do with a bandsaw or the uh, grinder with a zip disc. Well, that's been my week in a nutshell so far. So how's your cowhide coming out there, Ben? If I, uh, if I had a little bit more time to work on it, I didn't work on it this weekend because it was, you know, a, a skin sickle. It was so blasted <laughs> cold. It was like, I'm not going to go mix up a whole bunch of egg and start tanning this thing because it'll freeze solid while I'm working on it. So I right. ended up not getting to touch it this weekend, but got everything scraped. Like as far as I can tell, uh, I'm ready to tan it. Um, I know tanning it is going to be quite a job. Uh, the method I'm, I'm going to try is a lot of, you use like a paddle and you sit there and you, you basically break the fibers with this paddle as you, you know, you're 
putting all your egg on. So it has to be warm enough for the egg to soak in, but not cold enough to where it's going to freeze. But yeah, yeah, right now it's like a big, it feels like plastic. It feels like I have a big, like, like a kind of like this table I'm sitting here with the laptop on. It just feels like this hard cracker thing. I'm actually afraid I'm going to like poke through it when I was scraping it. It's like, man, I really hope I don't tear this thing, punch through it. Some of the thinner areas, like where the, the legs were and stuff like that. Yeah, it's pretty thin. Have your chickens been laying a lot of eggs right now for you? Do you have enough eggs to tan it with? No, I actually had to buy eggs for this project. Uh, we've actually, we're, we are having serious problems with egg eaters right now. Uh, at this yep. point, I'm ready to like, you know, build a gallows. And every time I find a chicken that is eating eggs, I'm just going to send them straight to the gallows. Um, <laughs> uh, and it's both coops. It's the, the yard birds, it's the chickens in the coop, all of them. And it's not for lack of food either. Uh, I can feed them stuff. There's still feet on the ground later in the day. And it's just like, okay, like what's going on? They've got, I've got them oyster shells. I've got them, I've got them everything that they could want and they're still just eating their eggs. So I know once, once they start doing that, it's really, really hard to break them of it. Uh, I'm not going to like put up with it very long or at least, you know, I say that, but here it is. We've been dealing with this problem for like two months now. Uh, but yeah, it's it's getting to the point. It's like, hey, you know what, ladies? Spring is coming. You better better quit e eating all your eggs. We need some eggs. We'll just get new chicks in the spring, and we'll just start over. Yeah, we had to buy eggs. Eating. Also, ours are not hardly hardly laying. If we go out and check eggs like every hour or so throughout the day, we're getting like fourteen eggs a day. Wow! Oh, wow! Yeah. So like, it's not like they're not laying. It's I think it's like one or two that are like sitting there waiting for someone to lay an egg and then they bust it and eat it right out from under them. I think that's what's going on. But man, it's, it's just frustrating. Like I don't have time. Nobody has the time to sit and sit there and watch the chickens lay eggs so you can snatch them up and save them. But I mean, I suppose if that was the only food we had, we'd be singing a different story. <laughs> We've had good luck uh, with the roll away nesting boxes to help with that. But in the wintertime, we put them in a different coop. We don't have the rollaway nesting box, so it kind of, yeah, they eat them a lot more this time of the year on us. We've actually got a rollaway nest box in the coop, and they they there's only like two chickens that'll use it. The rest of huh. them would rather get under it and lay on the ground. <laughs> so you know, I've I've tried to you know embrace that, and I put a whole bunch of hay down there underneath. And it's like, well, maybe. You know, if it's nice, clean hay, at least the eggs will stay clean. Yeah, no, no, they just lay them under there and then bust them and eat them. All right, I I talked about this in. Uh, I'm not sure if I talked about this last week, but I figured I would I would share it this week. Uh, I think I told both of you guys. We finally sat down and did all of our numbers uh, for uh, how much meat we put in the freezer last year. We ended up putting 2,200 pounds of meat in the freezer. That's sheep, that's chicken, that's beef, and pork. That, uh, that is the most, like, that's over a pallet. Like, a pallet is 2,000 pounds. Like, this, it's just kind of like a weird thought yeah. to think about. <laughs> so, yeah, I, uh, 
I was kind of blown away when we sat down and figured out the numbers. It was like, wow, that's a lot of meat. And I'm that's sure there's awesome. people that are going to be like horrified and be like, what do you need that much more, that much meat for? And it's like, <laughs> well, we're going to eat it. If you saved yeah. up every chunk of meat that you bought throughout the year and weighed it, you'd probably be up there too. Like that's everything. Every burger you eat, every, every steak you eat, every roast, every, you know, chicken leg, if you added it all up, it'd be a bunch. Not with, yeah. not just what you cook at home. Either. Yeah. Like everything. Yeah. Everything. everything. You get at the restaurant. Yeah. Divide that by how many people per pound. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's a good point. That's a really good point. I hadn't done that yet. I could do that right For now. A whole year. That's incredible. Yeah, that's awesome. I, we should we should do that. I haven't. I I don't think we've ever added everything up before. No, we haven't. Yeah, it's three hundred fourteen pounds per person in our house for the whole year. Yeah, if it's three hundred three hundred some odd pounds, that's not even a pound of meat a day. Yeah, say so it's six pounds a day. So that's yeah, less than a pound a day for everybody mm -hmm. to eat for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Yeah, that's not that much in the grand scheme of things. Nope. If you sit down yeah. and think about like how much food like it requires per person, you know, and then if you just think about that, like what would your neighborhood, like what would your town, how much food does your town go through a day? Like, so like I'm on the board for a nonprofit and uh, one of the things that we oversee is a food pantry. So it's just kind of thinking about like, wow, like if anything ever happened, that's a lot, like that's a lot of food. Like where are you going to come up with all that to feed people? You know. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's kind of a cool number, uh, but I th we've we've talked about stuff like this ad nauseum. Uh, you know, if if everything went away, if the grocery store went away, could you feed yourself? It's like, well, yeah, like that's a great start. But what about everything else? Like, we can't grow our wheat for bread. We can't. There's some stuff we will never be able to grow, like coffee. You know. Right. But. We could eat uh we could eat carnivore real good for about six months. <laughs> That's yep. true. Actually, That's true. I I've been gonna talk to you, Jason, about doing carnivore. You did carnivore, right? So I did it for hardcore for the for one month, like one month. And then the next two I did it for three months, but then the next two months, you know, I was eating like um dates and um berries. So it wasn't like hundred percent but yeah do you feel pretty good when you're doing it i did i did honestly i did feel i mean i didn't feel i felt energized i felt like i felt good i felt a lot of energy and i slept good and um i think really the only reason why i stopped is because we had a 2,000 square foot garden in my backyard right that that i was staring at every day and I was like, are you kidding me? I'm not eating those veggies, you know? <laughs> so for me, I think it kind of got, I felt like kind of sad about it because I wasn't eating all that colorful veggies and stuff that we were growing. And so I was like, you know what? I'm just going to start eating veggies, you know? Go that back was... to the veggies. I mean, we didn't eat bad to begin with. Yeah. So it was like, it wasn't like, oh, I'm going to go back eating fast food. It wasn't like that at all. It right. was just like, I'm going to go back eating vegetables. I don't think there's anything wrong with like listening to your body go, yeah, eat the vegetables. Yeah. And like, it was enjoyable too. Like once you stop for a while and then you go back, you're like, wow, this is, this is nice. I like, really missed potatoes. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah like fries or like you know crispy lettuce mm. you know like you kind of miss that in a way because you're like oh man this is this is refreshing especially if you're but, growing it all and you're putting all the effort in and you see it growing in your backyard and yeah i think what really did well for me though is when i i did like uh intermittent fasting in between like there was a day where i think i skipped three days of not eating wow i really felt like that did a lot for me so 72 um, hours no food no food and it's amazing <clears throat> that you can do it like it really wakens wakens your eyeballs up and thinks like when you think you're hungry you're really not <laughs> you know? like you're just maybe you're just bored and, and you just see other people eating so you think you have to eat you know it's very social like when your family family eats dinner you're like oh i gotta go eat but really i'm not I'm not hungry. I'm just eating because everyone else is eating. So it's kind of like a weird thing to think about. But I really feel like that did did good for me. And I think that combination with the carnivore diet um, helped me get through that. Yeah, having all this meat in the freezer, I've thought about doing the carnivore diet. Uh, and it's like, well, I'm pretty sure you'd done it. It's like, I could try it. But at the same time, it's like, I really don't want to start plowing through all of our meat, especially because, like, yeah. you know, the meat yeah. that I would really, really like to eat, like, it would be really easy to do a carnivore diet with all that steak out there in the freezer. But <laughs> that's like, steak nah, <laughs> yeah, steak and bacon. I don't really want to plow through it because I know I could. Yeah. But yeah, I think we had bought it for a snack. Yeah, what did we do. It was a <laughs> it was a half a Dexter cow that we bought during that time. And yeah. uh I I pretty much ate the whole the whole half a cow <laughs> in that time in three months. That's yeah, yeah, I think it was. I, I don't remember how many pounds that was, but <laughs> I think I pretty much ate the whole thing. Yep. <laughs> you know what? Like doing what we're doing and putting the meat in the freezer. There's stuff like that. It's like, yeah, I absolutely could do carnivore. I've got lamb beef chicken pork i've got any meat i could want i'm pretty sure i've got some deer buried in one of the freezers uh like i could eat anything i want so absolutely i could do carnivore but where i'm at with it is like yeah but we get more mileage out of it when we can you know have a little bit of meat and a lot of vegetables out of the garden like it's it's really gratifying when everything on your plate is off your land and like i don't know it's just like it's a cool feeling when all the vegetables are yours. All the meat's yours. Like, it, it's oh, yeah. just cool. Like, it's a cool feeling. I guess I could, I got totally sidetracked uh, about my week. Yeah, so besides the uh, working on that hide, uh, not a whole lot this past week. There was a lot of uh, the, the behind the scenes work after a class. Meg made scrapple and canned stock and stuff like that to finish up you know, uh, harvesting the pigs from that last class. Um, but I mean, it's, it's all done now. Uh, the last pigs are in the freezer. The stock is made, the scrapples made, um, everything's, everything's done and wrapped up. Uh, it's kind of a slower week last week. We didn't have a ton going on we're we're enjoying the fact that it's like january and freakishly cold for us and we're just not saying we're being lazy but we're enjoying the downtime 
yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Jason, I got I got to see a little bit of what you were doing this week. Yeah. Yeah, you been brought over the brought back my my refrigerator. <laughs> and uh working on fencing. So my uh my father-in-law and mother-in-law if are back. So, if anyone's been watching our channel, we've getting so many comments asking me where my father-in-law's at because they miss seeing him on the channel. <laughs> <laughs> and uh I think they were gone for like 2 months or something. Uh they were just on vacation. Uh and uh people were messaging me. I mean, people were emailing me. <laughs> they were like, "Where is your father-in-law, Randy? How come he's not out there helping you?" <laughs> <laughs> You know, I, I I didn't say anything. I mean, I don't know. I didn't think people would notice, but they did. And so um, he's back this week, and uh, he helped me with fencing today. Um, and there's a good section that man, it's amazing we can get done and with two people. There, uh, yeah, we're gonna finish that up tomorrow. That section tomorrow probably, and then uh, what else? I mean, yeah, I mean it was super cold this week. Um, of course, you don't want to go out there, but then on the coldest day, we decided to clean out one of our barns um and you know we have two we have well we have like a shed and we have like a our big old horse stall barn and then we have this other barn that i think it was just well at one point it was on a different property at some point hmm. i don't know when but they moved this whole barn to our land uh like maybe in the 80s or something um and it was just a bunch of junk in there. And I figure if there's any a time where you're going to clean out a bunch of junk in a barn, doing it in the winter is probably the better time. Yep. Because I don't want to be, you know, digging up some snakes or something. <laughs> you know, less likely of a snake in there. So I was like, you know, I'm just going to go in there and clean it. Plus it bugged me so much. I haven't touched this barn since we moved. And... um you know, you know, when you have a farm, you're just accumulating a lot of stuff. And like, I eventually want to do other things inside my big horse stall, but like I have all these like hoses and barrels, stuff that we don't use every day, but we do use throughout the year. And like, I need somewhere to put it. And I figure this barn, this other barn that we have, we need to utilize that somehow. So I think for now, it's just going to be like a storage catch-all for stuff maybe our yep. mower um so it's nice to have but we were you know just clean that out on the like coldest day and it had like a ton of hay upstairs there's like a hay loft i don't mind digging through other people's trash if there's some cool stuff in there but i don't know i didn't really find anything that cool i did i did find a scarecrow <laughs> <laughs> I did find some old uh, grocery store advertisements, which is kind of fun looking at and see what cool. the prices were like. Um, yeah, they had lined this one. I think it was a corn crib probably, but they, somebody had lined it with these metal advertisements from a grocery store. I don't know. It looked like they were growing some kind of stuff in there <laughs> at some point. <laughs> like it was like a, there was like a light in there. Mm -hmm. You know, this, this bar has no electricity, but there was like a light in there and then uh, it was all lined with, you know, metal. I was like, man, what's going on in here? But 
it had like I was looking at the the prices. It was like eighty nine cents for ground beef. Um, I think they had eggs for seventy cents a dozen, seventy nine cents a dozen. And this was in nineteen eighty five. Those advertisements were from the year I was born. Yeah, I mean, nineteen eighty five doesn't seem that long ago. You know, I mean, but to have it be, you know, when you look at it that way, you're like 85 cents a pound for ground beef. I mean, what is it now for just regular ground beef at the grocery Six store? Six bucks or yeah. more. It sounds crazy. Yeah. Right? Like, it sounds so much. But, yeah, so we, we cleaned it all out, you know, after three trips to the dump. And, and uh, I don't know, I think it, over time, I think, you know, barns and stuff, they're just going to evolve into what we want to put it, make it into. Um, I'm happy to have them though. Yeah. Um, but I guess the drawback to having already a barn on your property is that it's usually not a spot where you want it to be. <laughs> it's like that barn. If that barn was like more up on our property, cause it's kind of like by the street, uh, if it was more up on our property, we would utilize it more, um, maybe even for animals, like for our pigs or something. But it's in a spot that I'm, we never even go. So You could turn it into a milking parlor and get you a dairy cow. <clears throat> yeah, I could probably do that. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, you know why they moved it. They moved it and they dropped it right there at that spot because it was right by the street. You know, they didn't yeah. have to go too far. Right. Easiest that's probably why to it's there. Yeah, that's probably why it's there. Yeah. But like, like the ends of it is all concreted, which is interesting. And then hmm. the middle is just dirt. So you could just drive through it. It's like a, I don't know what they call it, running shed or running barn hmm. where you could just drive through it. So I don't know. I don't know what that's going to be for us, but, but it was just interesting cleaning out all that stuff, which I wanted to do f- for a while. So do you think you'll get your perimeter fence all put up this year now i hope so you hope I so, hope so. <laughs> <laughs> that's still the plan, still the plan. Got, gotta have that positive reinforcement jason like oh yeah yeah, yeah we're gonna get it done yeah we're gonna get it done <laughs> uh, well if we can get through this section first this section is going to be the longest section because we gotta we're putting in um wood posts we're not just putting in t-posts and that takes a while to dig all those posts because um, we dig like we did 13 holes so far. And How I think are your we gotta shoulders do... after? What's that? How are your shoulders after digging all those holes? Oh, I'm tired. I'm tired. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. It's a workout. <laughs> yep. uh, but then all these things are starting to pop up like, man, it's winter. I need to fix this. I need to do that. Like mm. while it's still cold. Yep. And I'm like, we're never, I'm not going to get all this stuff done before it gets too hot, but I need to focus on this fence and then we can start getting animals. It's a perfect time of year though, to do the fence. You won't, you're not sweating and you're not Yeah, for sure. No, it's great. Yeah. I can't imagine doing the summer and there's going to be a certain point where I'm like, all right, time's up, you know, like, we got to stop, you right. know, but Good thing Randy's back. I know. I was like, Randy, you're not going back home. We're <laughs> <laughs> cleaned out that barn for you to stay in. I know. I know. I know. You guys are spending the night. You guys are going to be here all winter. 
So do you guys have like a list of what animals you think you want to get? I don't know if we have a list, but I'd like to get sheep. Yep. Um, I think I want to get sheep before I get cows, just to try something new. Right. Do you have Who a particular knows? breed you're looking for, or you just whatever you can find kind of this year? No. I guess the only thing that worries about me as sheep is that, you know, they could, they seem to get parasites easy. Yep. I don't know. It's one of those things you just have to try it. And I mean, I've talked to, I have a couple of people that I've talked to now that they have sheep. And so they might be having some babies soon in the spring anyways. Um, I'm not too picky about it. Just whatever I can get. Yep. We've had goats forever. We never had any issues with our goats with any like worms or anything. We always just kept doing herbal dewormers just like on a normal course. This year we got the sheep. It was a super wet year and we lost one to worms. And I think she came with them. But yeah, I think the sheep for some reason seem harder. But it also could just be the weather we had this year. I mean it was it was wet. Yeah. Gates. I gotta do gates. I'm trying to reuse gates, uh, the gates that I have, because there's a bunch of gates here on the property, but some of them are really bad shape. But I think I'm going to have to make my own kind of livestock gate because I'll probably end up welding um, maybe like a hog panel yep. on the gate because they're all like horse horse gates. Right. So I'll probably end up doing that, making my own gates like that. Um, I haven't done that yet, but that's coming. Now you concreting in most of your posts? I'm just one. putting a half a bag of concrete per post. Yep. I don't know. I just felt like it would just make it more sturdier. Right. Give it a good you know, anchor. Some people, yeah. I mean, because most of the posts that are in there now that are existing, they're all concreted in, most of them. Yep. And so I'm just kind of, I guess, mimicking that, um, even though a lot of people tell me, oh, you don't need to do that. You just pound in the dirt, which I am probably would be fine, but I figure, I don't know. Right. I'll just half a bag of concrete per post, you know, per post. Right. You're already going through enough work digging the hole. Might as well, might as well take the extra precaution and yeah. put the concrete in there. Yeah. Cause I'm really, it would suck if I, like in three years, yep. all my posts are slanted. <laughs> right. <laughs> Everything's or rotten something. already. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I know. Like, I don't know. I they don't make pressure happen. treated posts like they used to. But then, I, I don't know, I'll have more content to film. Right. <laughs> if you guys remember three years ago when I was building all this fence, well, guess what? We're doing it again. I, I did it wrong. You did it all wrong like you said I would. I know, I know. All you folks told me to do this. Well, you're right. <laughs> I like the comments. You did it wrong. You never listened to nobody. <laughs> yeah. The you shoulds. You should. I just laughed. It's like everybody's homestead is different. Everybody's property is different. Like just because it works one way for one person doesn't mean it's going to work for somebody else over somewhere else. Or when you're seeing stuff on video, you're not seeing, you can't show everything or show the whole context all the time. So people, so it's, people can't see everything, but they're like so set in their ways sometimes. Like, no, you're doing it all wrong. This is the only way to do it. I know. No, you don't know because you're not here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I know it's so hard to portray what we're doing in a short video uh, or even multiple videos. 
if you're not here in person looking at it, it's so hard for us to like film. And so they get the full story of what's going on. Right. And you can't give a complete step-by-step everything you're doing because the average person doesn't want to know all those details. It'd get pretty boring. Or you see it now, but then the next video you don't say it, but then the person didn't watch that video. Right. Yep. <laughs> exactly. And you don't know where people are watching from and what they did see and what they didn't see. So, Hey, totally unrelated. Something I've been wanting to like share with everybody who might care. I carry a notepad and Meg found these notepads. It's called Right in the Rain. It's an all-weather uh, notepad. This paper, you can literally write in the rain with this paper and it doesn't get soggy. Like it's really cool. You can you can drop the thing in a mud puddle, pick it up, wipe it off, and the paper's fine. Like it's really cool stuff. I don't know if either yeah. you guys carry around a notepad or ever write in a notepad, but I thought they're pretty yeah. cool. Now can you write only with a pencil, only with a pen, or does it matter? No, you can matter? you can write with anything you want. It feels really? like real paper. It looks like real paper. Uh, I just carry a pencil because I can, you know, sharpen that, and it right. f- fits uh, in my pocket. Whereas a pen is just a little bit too long. But yeah, mm-hmm. you can write with anything you want. Interesting. Nice. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Like when I I got them, it was raining. I stood out in the rain and waited till there's like a whole bunch of water on the paper, and then sat and wrote on it, and it, the paper <laughs> didn't shred. You just shake it off. All the water comes off. It's pretty cool stuff. I don't have anything cool like that. <laughs> I got a, I got an extra one you could have. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think what I have around me <laughs> to show, but I don't have it. I don't have anything. <laughs> nope. like, look, at, look at my new toy. That's what I just did right now. Yeah. Yeah, we put that on the uh, this year's Christmas list when we do it <laughs> right right in the rain paper speaking of that i found some of those leatherman you were talking about one a time ago the like one-handed ones which one yeah you can find them on, like ebay or something they're they're pretty expensive yeah <laughs> oh, really yeah they're hard yeah, to find like stores that i've google searched looking for different things and they popped up but yeah. did you get one no oh no i'm still debating on what to get for a leatherman hmm It'd be nice and handy to have, but I don't know. There's, there's too many options nowadays to choose from, so I don't want to pick the wrong one. <laughs> yeah, so we'll end it there on that note. <laughs> uh, I appreciate everyone listening to these podcasts and watching, and make sure, uh, if you haven't, uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel. And uh, you know, on iTunes, you could rate us and tell us how we're doing. And I hope you guys have an awesome week, and we'll see you guys next week. Have a good one. Later.